Praise the Lord, everybody. So great to be in the house of the Lord on this Valentine Tuesday. So great to worship with you all like-minded people. If we could turn our Bibles to Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, and we'll start with verse 10. While you're getting there, I'd like to thank Pastor and give honor where honor is due for giving me this opportunity to speak to this wonderful congregation. I'd like to thank my wife for being there, supporting me, and encouraging me. What a great word we heard Sunday. Can I get an amen? An unseen finish line. A word fitly well spoke for the times we are in. If you're there, say amen. If you're looking at the screen, say I'm a cheater. If you're doing neither, may the Lord help you. The word reads like this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of this darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take in the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. With the help of the Lord, I like to preach on this simple topic entitled this, Where Do We Stand? If we could lay our Bibles down, let's thank God for what he's going to do in our lives, for what he's done already. Lord, we thank you today for this day, this opportunity to come into your house to praise you. Thank you for waking up, waking us up this morning and starting us, starting us on our way. Lord, we can't thank you enough for dying on the cross. Lord, we're greatly in debt with you. Lord, we praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, you may be seated. While you're seating, I have a question tonight. Where do you see yourself standing? Do you see yourself standing in the world or do you see yourself standing on the rock of Jesus Christ? In Daniel, we read about the three Hebrew boys. The three Hebrew young men were given Babylonian names in an attempt to negate their Hebrew culture and identity. I say it was an attempt, but in a sense, the Babylonians were quite successful. In Daniel 3, it reads, There, there Herod, Herod cried aloud to you, it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship to the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king hath set up. And who... So falleth not down, and worship shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. 
Therefore, at that time when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations, and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, has set up. It is Nebuchadnezzar's game, it's his plot, it's his strategy that when he takes someone captive from their land, the first thing he does is give them a Babylonian name. A Babylonian name separates you from who you are. A Babylonian name takes away your culture identity, and Nebuchadnezzar knows this. Their names were changed, changed from Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The second Babylonian thing he will do is he will give you new wardrobe. You see here that the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were stripped from their clothes and they had given them different clothes. If you continue to read, you see that when they came out of the fire, their hats, coats, and hosen were not born, that there were no dress code in the Jewish religion for hats and hosen. It's not a Jewish thing, it's a Babylonian thing. Nebuchadnezzar not only gives them a new wardrobe or new names, he gives them positions and powers in his kingdom. Let me just stop right there. The world will give you power and positions to keep your eyes off the prize. Come on, somebody. Some of you are waiting for the devil to use drugs, but he's not using drugs. He's using sports. Some of us are waiting on the devil to use alcohol, but he's not using alcohol. He's using success. The devil will use anything to keep your eyes off the prize. I've come to tell you tonight that we need to stand. We need to stand against the devil. Our only wardrobe should be the, the armor of God. We need to put on the whole armor of God to stand against the tricks and the, manip the manipulation the devil throws our way. When the three Hebrew boys were carried to, the Babylon, to Babylon, they did not allow bitterness, anger, resentment to, present, to prevent them from working with God. They chose to obey God under this new reality of becoming servants to a, a pagan king. They could have easily allowed their circumstance to cause them to reject God and fit into their new environment. Can you imagine the audacity of these boys refusing to bow what was presented to them by the king. They were able to refuse to bow because they felt in their spirit that something wasn't right. Something was out of order. They understood that God was the ultimate person in charge and they had to obey him. You can imagine as the music played, they watched everyone bow. I believe they weren't standing next to each other because the Bible says they were princes over their providence. So when the music played and everyone bowed, oh, Hananiah, I see you over there standing. Hey, brother, I see you over there. Thank you for standing. We need to stand tonight, church. We need to stand. We aren't going to bow to what the world shoves our way. We aren't going to bow to what temptations come our way. I'm going to stand tonight. They remembered what their grandfather taught them. 
Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord all thy might. And the, these words which I command ye this day shall be in thy heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk to of them when they sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. We need to teach our children and our grandchildren. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. It needs to be in their heart. It needs to be in their soul. We need to start standing for God. Come on, somebody. Some of us are too worried about how the world will react when we fight back. We need to let the world know that there is a God and his name is Jesus and that there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking who he may devour. It's not time to sit on our do-nothing. Let me give you an example. Jediah, if I could have you. It's not time to sit on our do-nothing. Because when we sit down, and if the enemy comes our way and pushes us, it's, easily to, it's easy to fall. The world will throw stuff at your way and sin will creep in and temptations will creep in. But if I stand with my feet planted, it's easy to fight back. It's easy to fight back. Come on, church. Tonight, we're going to stand against the devil. We're going to fight back. I've come to tell someone in here, we've been sitting for too long. It's time that we stand. Some of us in here have gotten too comfortable. We need to start being comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's time to stand. Come on, church. It's time to stand against the wiles of the air, against this world, and against the devil. Committed people stand out. They are the only people who make a difference in our society. Following every new fad or idea that comes along is not going to distinguish anyone when you go along with the crowd. You are just a follower. Following the crowd is always easier, but it will never leave a mark in the world when you're a follower. When you are deeply committed to what you believe, inevitably you will make choices that will cause you to stand out. It does not necessarily mean that you will cause great movements, but in the everyday seemingly unnoticed things that you do will be speaking very loudly that you believe in something strongly enough to weather the storms and stay true to your commitment. Your actions will reveal the value you place on your beliefs. The truer you are to your commitment, the more value you are attributing to it. Our hearts need to be right with the Lord tonight. God won't let you build a solid foundation if you're lukewarm or he's going to spew you out of his mouth. That's what's wrong with us, some of us today. We don't have a stable foundation. We need to seek the Lord daily, pray daily, build a healthy relationship with him. We've gotten, we got to be ready for any question that cry, about Christ that comes our way. 
Our hearts need to be ready for the soon coming of the Lord. Standing on his promises, standing on his word. I don't want to miss heaven. We need to be ready for his, for the second coming. Let me tell you, standing for God is more important than pulpit time. I'd rather stand for God than seen behind this pulpit just to be seen. We've been wanting more time because this sacred desk uh, behind, we want more time behind this sacred desk to be seen than actually preaching this gospel. Too many preachers have been preaching too many feel-good messages than this one God message. Here's an example. Many of you have probably have seen uh, went on, what went on last week about the, sat the satanic concert. Christians are told to stop forcing their religion onto others, yet we have Sam Smith teaching our children how to worship Satan on a national platform. It's about time we live with our eyes open and you, we see the spiritual battle going on around us. There was a satanic ritual performed on live television, and still people are calling it art and entertainment. Wake up. This is not the time for compromise, complaints, complacency, or ignorance. We need to be vigilant in prayer. We need to start standing for what is right. What happened at the Grammys wasn't right. It was downright evil. If we have men and women of God preaching more of this one God message, we would be able to stand up against the demonic spirit that's sweeping through this nation. I've come to tell someone in here tonight, we need to stand. The old song sings it like this, this world is not my home, I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't. Feel at home in this world anymore. This world isn't my home. I have a mansion with my name on it. But it's not going to be mine if I don't stand for truth. It's not going to be yours if you don't stand for truth. If I don't stand for God, if I don't stand for standards, this Bible says, Wherefore come out from among you and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and teach not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Standing for God will produce growth. When we stand, you'll see that prayer request answered. When we stand for God, when we're standing for God on good foundation, you'll see that financial blessing disappear, that financial issue disappear. With good foundation, you'll see that unsaved one, loved one come to the church. You see that backslider running back to the altar we shouldn't strive to bow to fit in. We need to stand tonight, church. Standing. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. My God is still on the throne, and I'm going to keep standing for him. I want to be standing with God. If you won't stand for God, why did he die on the cross for you? He took the beating. He took the nails in his hands, the crowns of thorns on his head. The Bible says, if a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? If you're gossiping, you aren't standing with your brother and sister in Christ. 
You don't love your brother or sister. If you're gossiping about them behind their back, you're sitting and letting the enemy control you. We need to stand up against that wickedness tonight. That isn't of God. And as the musicians come quickly in closing, as we could all stand, the Bible says, if you're ashamed of him in this world, he'll be ashamed of you as you stand before the throne. God, help us today to stay, to say, Lord, I'm so privileged to be called a child of the name of Jesus. I'm not here to please the world. Our citizenship is not in this world. Paul said, it, said we're strangers and foreigners. We're not supposed to fit in. If you fit in, you're not doing spirituality right. Your citizenship is in heaven. You got to look different. You got to talk different. Your dress needs to be different. Everything identifies you as a different world. I can't wait to be standing on the streets of gold tonight, church. I can't wait to hear the Lord say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. These altars are open tonight. I've come to step on the devil's head tonight. I want to be faithful to God. I want to stand for his kingdom and for his righteousness. The one thing we should desire the most is to make it to heaven, but we're not going to make it if we don't stand for Christ. If you want to stand for God tonight, these altars are open.